0: Welcome to Season 6 of the Let's Talk Data podcast series presented by SAP, where we explore game-changing technologies with leading
1: experts. Hello and welcome to the SAP Let's Talk Data podcast series. My name is Thorsten Weiduck. I'm leading our ecosystem activities for the SAP platform technology. I'm very pleased and it's a distinct honor to welcome Sana Salam, CEO and founder of our partner, Sodali Solutions. So, Sana and myself, we really met the first time in 2014, when Sana and Sodali Solutions joined SAP as a partner, when the first applications on the SAP Business Technology platform were built and published on the SAP store. So, you really can say that Sodali Solutions is a company which was born and raised on the SAP platform and has really delivered an amazing journey of growth and, to, and helped our customers to really innovate effectively. And with this having said, maybe Sana, you wanna share a few more details on Zadala solutions and provide some more insights in how the company has been set up and what the focus areas are?
0: Yes, absolutely. Well, first of all, good afternoon, Dorsen. Good to see you again. And so, yes, absolutely. So we are born and raised in the SAP BTP platform. It used to be called SAP Cloud Platform. Very attractive offering. It was something that was at that time uh, just a vision. and has come to um, you know, a place where we have now over 100 customers running on it. In the past three years, we actually uh, went from an app company to a proper software as a service platform that runs on BTP and we've actually had a tremendous growth in terms of our annual recurring revenue uh, and going from a service app company to now a full subscription-based model uh, software company where we've had 2x to 3x revenue growth year over year, uh, global customers um, in highly regulated industries. And um, our scenarios mainly are mainly around employer relations and health and safety for highly regulated customers. And... Uh, Some of these customers are really large enterprises, uh, companies such as the World Bank Group, State of Nevada, uh, PG&E, Cargill, Coca-Cola. So large enterprise customers that are operating globally, a software product um, that we actually have built on B2B and have had great success.
1: Thank you, Sana. And maybe, you know, as you mentioned, and I mentioned SAP Business Technology Platform. Mm -hmm. So maybe let me elaborate a little bit and share here with the audience what it is. Right, so it is as part of SAP's broader strategy the kind of the kind of foundation for our what we call intelligent and sustainable enterprise framework, to help our customers effectively to get in digital, become a digital enterprise, and it comprises a couple of capabilities from a technology perspective. So we help our customers to effectively gain value out of data by leveraging real-time insights and analytics. We help to connect the right systems. SAP and non-SAP systems, also data processing people across the enterprise and we provide an effective application development in an I framework to really personalize and build out personalized applications, right? And this is exactly what you have done with the data solutions in such an elegant way. So maybe you can share a little bit more in detail in terms of how you have leveraged the business technology platform, what capabilities are you using, and basically, how has this led to you know really meaningful applications and innovation assets for our customers?
0: Absolutely. So in our case, our journey was just uh, start with an experiment uh, where we saw a space um, where companies have highly regulated contracts with their unions. And these are um, situations where they're dealing with external regulatory bodies. They are dealing with government. They're dealing with external uh, non-employee workers. And they also have very massive contracts that need to then tie back into their core business process in HR, in finance, and in operations. So if you combine all of that, we saw that BTP would be a good use case uh, for us to, a good place for us to develop this use case. So for a company like ours, we because we're also bootstrapped and self-funded and we wanted to build this product using our own cash flow and wanted to launch our MVP very, very quickly, it was critical to use an agile platform. And it was also critical to use a platform that would then eventually be scalable so that we can start with an MVP and then continue to build upon it. So in our case, it was really a solution that we first built was actually agreements management and collective bargaining. And, and Um, Because of the fact that we're dealing with an external non-employee audience, and we're going back all the way to financial systems, BTP was a very secure uh, platform for us to drive all that end-to-end business processes. Um, So we started with just a business process thread, and then we continue to add on top of it with analytics. Uh, with APIs, with uh, additional reporting, and then finally uh, connectivity to external regulatory bodies. So over the past three years, we went through many, many, many releases of our product on VTP. And I think in our case, I think the use case criteria was the SAP HANA service on VTP, because it does support the big data capabilities where we needed contractual data, finance data, and HR data all combined in one place. Uh, and analyze and process. So due to the big data use case, we chose SAP HANA and then eventually BTP as well.
1: Yeah, now that's excellent. Thank you. So maybe, you know, as obviously as part of this whole process, you have obviously to identify the right opportunity, right? The right white space to complement solutions customers are looking for or drive or actually identify customer demand, which really makes a difference. Um, it provides a difference for them in terms of their differentiation of marketplace. So could you elaborate a little bit, right? What is your approach in identifying those use cases, right? Identifying white spice opportunities or how do you help customers to innovate? Maybe this is the other way to say it and also how, you know, what kind of value drivers are associated with this?
0: There's so many ways to look at it. I think the first one would we'll start by, for us, uh, we had people in our team who had come from, a similar industry background where they had seen a lot of systems um, that had similar solutions, but none of those systems were talking to each other. So, for example, um, I would say the first person to join our team who actually, and that's actually goes back to the skill set that you need, is a person who had an industry expertise. And they had seen solutions with employee relations, they had seen solutions with safety, but they had not seen a solution together. Also, they had not seen a solution that could actually talk to hr and operations and finance at the same time but due to the fact that the way industry was evolving the entire industry um despite the companies many many organizations who already had products like this or similar products like this um they didn't have any downstream integrations and they because of the lack of downstream integration they were missing out on being proactive being preventative They were always reacting to situations Um, in the area that we operate in, which is regulatory compliance. A small issue can be a very big impact on a company in terms of their reputation, financial loss, or E1 um, retention of their own employees. So for that reason, um, we looked at, uh, you know, for us, the white space was not just a business use case. It was actually taking the use case, but then combining it with the downstream integration And then finally giving it a lot of self-service usage. So another area that we uh, we uncovered was really because of how the industry was evolving. More and more companies were wanting their own uh, finance and HR and operations team to have the capability um, of safety and employee relations and not just have it you know, in a box of legal team or health and safety team, which is much smaller team in a company. So they wanted to basically build that skill set in other teams as well. So the only way to achieve that is actually you need to rebuild this whole product differently as opposed to just having a silo business process, have designed um, a fully integrated business process with all the industry content linking together and then having downstream integrations available as well. So I think that for us, the white space was, yes, there is, uh, a white space in terms of how the solutions has, has invo- evolved, but I think there were already a lot of solutions in this space. It was actually a very competitive space. The white space only existed for us in, in terms of when we started to look at the bigger opportunity of integration and uh, preventative approach for safety and employee relations.
1: Very interesting, very interesting.
0: So I do want to add one point for any partners, even customers. Um, it should not be a rocket science to figure out, okay, we are, we are hearing about this one problem again and again. Uh, and you know these three healthcare customers or these three transportation customers, it's a repeat problem. That's where you actually start from because uh, what you can do as a partner or even as a customer, bring your own unique element and unique knowledge and expertise to the picture. And I know people always start with technology, but it actually all starts with identifying the use case that would also have a fit. So you then start with the basics or foundation of the use case.
1: So it's very customer-driven innovation. That's the approach which you take. Yeah, very exciting. So you know, we also briefly touched base that your solutions are on the SAP Store, and you have actually even an SAP endorsed that on the SAP Store. So you know. The SAP Store maybe here for also for the audience is you know the central landing page of where SAP really promotes all SAP and partner solutions um, on a central place for customers really to discover, buy and try you now those solutions. Now the question is really for you, Sana, you know what is your experience with the SAP Store? How is the solutions using it? And then also as we talk about enterprise applications, right? What is how do customers really look at, at an online store and how do, do you really see uptick there and how it's being used?
0: Okay, so it's a very good question because we use SAP Store a lot, starting from uh, you know, educating our own customers or uh, even working with partners. So I think the way to look at SAP Store is actually based, I call it a hub uh, for distribution, really. It's a distribution channel for partners to distribute their innovations. And for customers, it's a place where they can find expertise, really. So what it has done is it has actually worked, you know, they actually have a full process of where they qualify partners in a specific expert area. And any partner's expertise are now packaged into a solution or a software format, which is validated, tried, tested, tested. And also in terms of, you know, its security and its integration, it has a valid use case. So customers, what they can do is, for example, if they have if they have an in-house system that is giving them a problem or if they have a change in business need and they need to act on light speed because they also need to address their business requirements, what they can do is actually go on the App Store and actually search the keyword, especially like, really for many customers starts with that. Most of the uh, leads or customers that you've gotten and these are, by the way, very influential leaders in a company. So they would be at a vice president level or they would be at a senior director level. So they actually have buying decisions in a company. And most of them would be line of business leaders. And they actually have a good experience already searching for apps online. So that's really good uh, because the market is changing that way. So they would literally search for a specific keyword in a specific area that they're looking for. And their preference would Always be to not build it from scratch and make it a science project and actually use something that's already available there. Many, many partner applications that they can actually, uh, you know, look at and even compare even within the same area. So that's for customers. And most of our customers at this point have at least three to five apps from App Store running at the same time because they've gone through that exercise. And it makes them look like a rock star in front of their end users because they have shown uh, demonstration of innovation very, very quickly as opposed to waiting for a year-long project. On the partner side, what I find, and especially for our case, our customers are in regulated industries, so they cannot purchase a product without going to an RFP, and it's a very complex procurement cycle. However, for us, uh, the leads actually came through when they were actually doing market research. They were looking for our vendors to include in their um, procurement cycle to invite them to come and present, Um, And that initial research phase was really critical for them to find us. And this includes customers who are even sitting in Australia, sitting in the Middle East. So customers are places where we don't even have any presence. So I think for us, it was really a distribution channel, product distribution channel. And I think for customers, it was a place to really um, enjoy agility uh, very, very quickly in terms of innovation.
1: Oh, very interesting. So really, you could extend the reach, basically, you know, to places where you don't have any salespeople, even in customers, obviously, that's the mm. idea, find obviously solutions, which they might be not aware of, even connect with companies, you know, they have never done business with. Well, so, maybe then if you shift gears a little bit, right? You have been obviously very successful and experienced on a business technology, working on a business technology platform. So, what are your lessons learned and what are some critical skills customers or maybe also other partners should consider?
0: All right. So, I think the first step is to, if you look at a practice that is already established, you will have all the roles. You'll have a you know, product manager, you will have the managers, you will have business analysts, you'll have all these roles but the big question is what to hire for first. If you are starting off, who do you need to hire first? That's the first question that everybody struggles with. So I think the way, because we, are self-funded and we are self-sufficient, we have to be very careful about not to hire extra and not to have skill sets that are not needed at a, at a certain point. So for us, what worked really well is, okay, we need to identify a use case. Um, these are the problems you're seeing in the industry again and again, or these are the markets we operate in today. So let's look at an expert who is an industry expert in this area, let's work at the that first. So that's the first skill set we hired. Secondly is we have, you know, if you have a problem statement that you're trying to solve, very important, don't build the whole product right away, because, uh, you know, the problem statement itself could change in six months. So to always start with, I call it four layers. Um, The first layer is the business process layer, which is where you can have the front end, such as a UI5 scale and a back end, such as a HANA scale. Um, Available in your team, and then that's called business process thread. The second thread is your uh, thread for reporting analytics. So that can be done with HANA or there's other analytical tools available within the, um, you know, BTP tool itself. Third one would be all the APIs. So even if you have a person on your team who has uh, an, you know, skill set with PI or PO or even other integration platforms, they can easily learn the integration capabilities of VTP and design their own integration connectors. And then finally, last but not the least, is, would be areas where you will begin to do solution administration because before... You become a software from going from an app to a software. You actually need to have self-service administration of the product. That's when it really becomes a software. So that is a step you build in the last. So if you do it in these gradual ways, not only you will be able to test your product market fit, but also you'll be able to build your team in a gradual manner and start to have cash flow coming in early on, even from your MVP phase, because as your product is maturing, you're also improving your annual recurring revenue by improving the product price by more features so if you combine all of these three things together uh, your product your pricing strategy and your skill sets you'll actually be able to build a good business model as well as a good product that will customer will actually use
1: so you know maybe then just to complement this here for you know again our customers and partners who might be here on the call We have obviously quite a few resources which might be helpful for you to get started. And maybe I want to reference this accordingly. A lot of those resources which you have used as well, Sana, right? So we have a very specific uh, area for BTP learning journey. So if you want to get more familiar with what is BTP, the SAP Business Technology Platform, so this would be the place to get started. We also offer our customers free trial systems. So if you really want to touch it and feel it, you know, this is available too. There's a lot of LLB use cases available, which could be used for ideation and exploration. And then obviously we have even a discovery center where you can start with missions. But then last but not least, if you really are interested in what are the solutions which are out there, what are the innovations that our partners have built on the SAP business technology platform, as Sana said previously, right? We have the SAP store as the central marketplace for you to discover that. And you will find Sana's and so uh, so that is um, solutions endorsed app on the SAP store. So I would definitely recommend that you click that one or search for that one. Did I miss anything, Sana? Are there any other important resources which you think we should highlight here to the audience before we wrap up?
0: I would say uh, a lot of the times when we are talking to customers, the one number one area that actually we score the highest anywhere in, in our bids and rfps is actually security uh most people would not realize it, it, it the btp security and encryption and privacy capability is very strong and uh, there's some very unique features as well that come with hana such as field level encryption and a whole bunch of other things so a lot of the times that actually give you, if you're building your software on BTP, it will give you an edge over other uh, products that are out there in similar space. So that's one thing. So for us, um, that has really helped a lot. So we actually, to be honest, use help.sab.com a lot and use a lot of their guides from there on, on the SAP HANA service for us. I would say what worked really well is to, as we were building and improving our use case, see what's available out there. Because there's, yes, there are resources that you mentioned are available, but just getting hands-on and starting to build use case. And as you hit a hurdle or a a point of, uh, uh, you know, when you're stopping and not making progress, there's help available through the SAP partnership program and even uh, the community itself. And there's answers available on that particular uh, area. So that worked really well for us. I also, you know, if we have time, would lo- like to cover some customer-specific use cases and stories as well.
1: No, excellent. Yeah, now let's do that, right? So if you have any customer-specific stories and use cases. Yeah, yeah so
0: let's do that. So here's a couple of things that I want to mention. Is You know, when we looked at our space, um, it was very critical as we were building to start looking at what customers are really missing today. So we saw that in terms of, for example, health and safety and employee relations, this is one legal team and one health and safety team and this is a very specialized skill it's kind of sitting outside of core hr and finance and especially in the last two three years we've seen everything in any company has a big impact on people and their financials and profitability of course and they're under a lot of pressure with you know given the fact that one entire industry might be going through a change so what we have learned in that process is that how critical it is to have, um, you know, solutions that can allow uh, different departments of an organization to work under one umbrella. So when you def- defined early on in in, um, in in our session today, the definition of BTP, of, you know, you can leverage data from different data sets. A very good example for customers is, for example, companies in our um you know, for with the health and safety solution, for example, are trying to reduce the lost time uh, injury f- uh, frequency rate. They are trying to reduce the claims costs, and for that, they, it's really, really critical for them to have a good visibility of what's happening in HR, health and safety, legal policy compliance, and then how it's impacting finance. So it's actually a really critical integration uh, for them to have to be able to see, for example, if they're using s for Hana and success factors then B2B will allow them to combine all of that in one business scenario and one reporting structure. Uh, I talked about HANA early on. It's such a powerful, actually, most powerful tool in, in our opinion because it actually allows them to extend their data model really that's the line i want to use extend their data model outside of their core capabilities which means that tomorrow they need to even bring in a third party data and then further analyze things together with their finance and hr they can do that so that data model extensibility is available with hana so in terms of like business results what they would achieve with it I use a customer use case. Um, One of the largest utilities utilities that we work with, they have massive um, staffing commitments with their unions. And those are all union contracts. So you load them up into our solution, which is basically using SAP HANA. Um, And then what it does is that it drives what will happen in recruitment. And from there it will drive what will happen in financial billing. So with that, not only you are creating a safer, place for public safety because um, utility companies are serving millions of customers and they need to have the right skill set available at the right time um, and those commitments to their unions and contracts allow them to do that and basically the impact like I mentioned can be really huge in that case so in this case they're actually reducing up to 10,000 um, different manual paperwork steps a day and um, addressing their staffing commitments in a timely manner, and which is helping them drive the right way of doing their utility, billing, and customer commitments as well. So those are some of the use case examples I wanted to bring to your attention of the power of bringing data together in a real-life context.
1: Yeah, very insightful and obviously very, very, very special So, yeah, maybe, you know, let me maybe, you know, conclude by saying, Sana, thanks for joining us. But also, I think, you know, you're really a role model for our customers and partners to demonstrate, right, the innovation capabilities which are accessible for you as a customer in the SAP ecosystem, you know, how you can basically get access to a valve set of solutions based on LOBs, industry-specific, data-driven, whatever you are your problem is which you want to solve, you know, the SAP store is a good way to discover this first. And then companies like Sidali Solutions can really help you to deliver on your innovation agenda and also to realize quick time to value. So with having this said, Sana, thanks again for joining us. It was a true pleasure. And thanks everybody here in the audience for, you know, spending time with us at this podcast.